Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards one Australia territory, host Captain Matt Reed is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Welcome to another edition of the Candidates Podcast. Good to have your company. Just a reminder, if you haven't subscribed to the iTunes account that you can, it's more about officership, or you can go to the Salvation Army uh, Candidates Facebook page and you'll see all the information. You will notice on that page uh, new materials. So if you're looking at uh, promoting officership or if you're exploring yourself, uh, take a dive in and have a look at the stuff online. There'll be lots more activity on the Facebook page because we're going to have a lot of stories uh, of officership, uh, particularly around our Come Alive uh, campaign. So uh, pray for it. Well, I'm in South Australia. We are sitting at uh, the dining table having eaten chocolate cake and shared stories (laughs) (laughs) uh, with uh, captains. Still captains, yes, still still captains, yes, little babies. Till November, November. Andrew and Di Jarvis. So, welcome to both of you. Thank Thank you. you. It's good to have you here. Um, and what's good to be here now, we always start by just telling a little bit about yourself. So, we'll go with you, Di, first. Um, where you're from. From the promised land, West Australia. Oh, we have the- this conversation all the time. <laughs> oh, it's so cold over here. It is cold over here. It's zero <laughs> degrees on Saturday. Yes. Yes, West Australia's not like that. It's nice and warm. Whatever. Sunny. Yep. Um, yeah. From, grew up in WA? Yeah, grew up in WA. I'm a Perth girl and um, I'm the eldest in my family. Um, my other sister is an officer as well, Leah. And I At have- Mandurah? In Mandra, Mandura. yeah, just Mandra. Mandra. How do you say that? Mandra. Mandra, mate. Okay. Like that. Get your bogan on. Good. Um, and I have another sister and a brother. <laughs> okay. Yep. Cool. I think that's... And what did you do before you went to college or before uh, you... I was a hairdresser. Hairdresser. Had my own business, yes. Right. Nails? No, just no. hair. Good. What about you? Yeah, I didn't do anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, in insurance. And Ooh. yeah, health insurance uh, for 14 years, which mm. was, was interesting. Mm. Um, but I was actually born in South Australia. I don't tell ah. too many people that. Um, so you're coming home. Yes, of sorts. <laughs> sort of, it's come full circle. Yeah. But. Okay. And, but you didn't grow up in South Australia? No, mum and dad were officers as well. So we moved all over the countryside. So you got to see a lot of Australia. In, um, and where did you meet Di? So I met Di in the west. In the so, Promised Land. Yeah, Promised Land. <laughs> went, went over to, to Perth and, um, yeah, Di's dad was the bear master. In, um, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. No, enough said. Uh, how, how, many, how many stories start with <laughs> the bear master? <laughs> <laughs> my dad, I can feel him right now going, don't, don't, don't say, say anything. Don't go down is there, that track. Is there any stories about Dice Dead that you think would be appropriate to share before uh, we press on? Probably not if I don't want to remain on the Christmas card list okay. this year. <laughs> All right. I should probably state that I know Di and Andrew very well. Yes. So if it just sounds like we're catching up, we kind of, in some <laughs> respects, are yeah. actually really worried about this. That's okay. <laughs> what now, what's, what's your mum's name? Nola? Nola. Actually, they're up and in Meekathara, I think, at the Ron? moment. Ray. Roy. 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 That's okay. how well he knows me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I do remember taking his GT Mustang, Mustang for a yes. bit of a spin when he bought Likes it his car. over here. So that was Correct. Anyway, we'll press on. <laughs> we are here to talk about ministry. Yes. Uh, so can I ask you a question really straightforward? Mm. Why are you a Salvation Army officer? 
Well, the only reason is that God called me to be a mm. Salvation Army officer. Um, I try to think back to when I was called. I, I feel like I'm a totally different person to where I was to where I am now. So mm-hmm. if I was to say back then why I'm a Salvation Army officer, I think it's because God called me. But if I say the Diane who is now, I think I'm a Salvation Army officer because that's the fullest I can live my life. So... Mm-hmm. That's what God called me to and the fullest way I can live it is through being an officer. Can I ask you a question? Because it comes up a lot around calling. So some people would challenge the notion of calling. Now, I'm not one of them. So I just want to, before you put that cake fork down. But um, (laughs) what what was your calling? How how would you describe your calling into ministry? Um, It came through a series of events. I had quite a few people speak into my life saying that, I had some leadership capabilities and saw that I could probably, you know, do this officer thing. Um, but it actually came um, through the Melbourne Staff Songsters. Here we go. So I know, <laughs> I know, but I think Matt's passed out on the floor now. But go on. They, they visited um, my original call, which was Gosnells in Western Australia, and I was really struggling with this um, sense of calling. How long ago was that? Back in the day. Oh, well, I'm being also awesome 15 years I now. was there. No, you weren't. I was. Stop it. I was. <laughs> On the drums. Oh, no, I was. No, you weren't. I was. I think you were. I was. Actually. Because. I <laughs> know. <laughs> it was my voice that got you in. No, it no. wasn't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was there. I was there. I, were you? Absolutely. Well, because we went to um, the city called Perth Fortress. Yes. And we did... Morley. Yes. yes that's and right. we did Gosnells. Correct. Wow. I'm, You're blown away. Now, wow. You? He's really uh, good about his time. <laughs> was, it, was it the tenors in particular that got you no. moving closer towards well, your th- call? Yeah, I mean, no. I think so. Okay, so t- talk about that. Then. So <laughs> you're intrigued now, aren't you? Have I not told you the story no, before? No, you haven't. We've told you this you story. You told me a lot of stories, but not this one. Oh, okay. Well, so I was. Really Considering s- it is a personal story. <laughs> now you're close now to you're your invested. heart now. <laughs> you're invested. Personally invested. <laughs> um, okay, so I was struggling with this notion of officership. And so I do what I do with God and put a challenge to Him. <clears throat> and so I said, All right, God, if, if officership is brought up in the staff songster meeting, I'll, I'll consider this thing, I'll do this thing. And, um, I'm like, pretty safe, not going to happen. So um, I've just forgotten her name, Crowed it. Ruth. Ruth, mm. Ruth. Yeah, look at Matt's face, he's in shock. You know Ruth? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, Ruth, I apologise <clears throat> now if I'm sharing your testimony again. But she got up and she shared her testimony and she said, I have a piece of paper here and, oh gosh, I'm getting emotional. I have a piece of paper here and I'd written my testimony down and I feel that God's told me not to say this. He wants me to say something else. And so that got me a bit intrigued and I'm sitting there. <clears throat> she says, every commissioning I get the privilege of singing in the staff songsters and I sing and watch these officers be commissioned. And while it's a privilege, it also breaks my heart because I did not go with the calling God had called me to for officership. And I want to say if anyone in this room is considering officership, <laughs> 
Just go. Just go and do it. Don't be like me standing on the sidelines watching people get commissioned. Um, go and do this. And by then, like, I'm gone. I'm like, got, I've got tears and Andrew's looking at me going, what the heck is going on with this woman? And like, So you hadn't communicated that? No, because we, well, I'll let Andrew tell his side of the story in a minute. But yes. that led to a conversation in our lounge room where I said, I think we've, I think we've got to, we've got to do this thing. Wow. And um, so <laughs> you can blame Ruth. Wow. <laughs> I, wish, I, I wish people listening could actually see some of your facial expressions <laughs> because seriously. I this can't is believe good. we've never, this I've is, never shared this This thing. is complete new information yeah. to me. So this that's is good. How, that's how, because um, it was like. So does Ruth had, know this? Yes, she oh, does okay. know this because I wrote to her um, and we've become friends. It's because I didn't know Ruth at yeah. all. So we've become friends and we follow each other on Facebook, you know, with her little doggy and her travels. Um, but, yeah, and so that led to a conversation with Andrew who revealed it. It might be interesting for Andrew to tell yes, his side. Yeah, so um, Di came to me one day, one Monday <laughs> night and said we have we have to talk. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> I, pro- I promise I'll do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the um, Yeah, and she basically just said that um, she'd been impacted by the weekend and and felt a real a real strong calling to officership. And we had our own house. We had pretty much our lives mapped out, our careers mapped out. Mm. Um, and and because my mum and dad have been officers for, for over twenty years, I I pretty pretty much vowed I wouldn't be so stupid as to to do what they'd done, um, and pretty much ran the other way. Um, you, you do know this podcast is to encourage people. Yeah, yeah look, good. we're getting to that. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> long story short, but <laughs> we're getting there. That's good. No, but it's true. And this but is what it true. speaks to is that that it wasn't all about me. And what 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 it speaks about is um, God having His way in me. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, Di came came and, and said we need to have a chat, and said that she felt that we need to sort of consider this thing called officership. And um, I'd actually been. I'd felt that God had actually called me two years prior to that. Um, but I said to God, if you want me, you've got to come through her. Uh, and I kind of hid behind that for quite a while, knowing full well um, that I had a very, has a good good relationship with her family, very tight. And for her to leave West Australia on a junket like this would be nigh on impossible. So I thought I was pretty safe. So you were blaming Di? <laughs> <laughs> pretty that much. Sounds just, pretty normal. You, you dressed it up really nicely there. <laughs> pretty but much. You just didn't want to take responsibility for your own no. actions. So okay, um, I, I was, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm pretty safe. Like, you know, this is never going to happen, this thing. So, yeah, when she said, oh, we need to talk, it was like, oh, my Did gosh. you know that was it? Yeah, pretty much. I thought, yeah, I was the gone. tears on Sunday, the stonks are singing. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Lots of tears were shed. So, yeah, so we, we said because um, it's going to be a pretty big thing for us and I guess probably a big thing for anyone considering officership was we said um, uh, we want to put the fleece out like Gideon in the Bible and we said, God, you got to show that this is real, this is uh, significant because it is a big step for us. And you, so, had, you had kids? No. No, this, this is part is of the story as well. Pre-kids? Mm. Okay. So, um, Keep going then. So we said... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to rush relation. through it as, as quick as I can. That's all right. We can do a two-parter. <laughs> two, two-parter. Oh, jeez. No. Um, yeah, so we said, look, um, 
show us if this is real. Show us um, if you mean this, signs and wonders and all that sort of stuff. And we had a, we said, we'll come back together the next Monday night. We'll sit down. If nothing has happened, if God hasn't spoken to us, then we'll continue as if it was a UFO sighting. Uh, we think we saw something, but we're not sure what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but God sh- showed up yeah, he did. and he showed us many things through people, through um, our private time. Um, lots of lots of things pointed to the fact that um, this is indeed what we were meant to do. And so uh, we were having... So what were some of those things then? <clears throat> we actually weren't able to conceive children. Um, we had done fertility and a few other avenues and we'd lost quite a few babies and um, it was quite a struggle. Um, and so we surrendered that to God and said we'd really, we'd, we'd become exhausted <laughs> from it. If anyone's done fertility, they'll know what I'm talking about. Um, we'd surrendered that to God. And so that almost like when we laid that down, um, that's why our child is named Isaac because we had sacrificed having children and we said, We'll just, we just want to live fully for you, God. And so we really stepped up our, we were the youth ministers in the church. So we stepped up that side of it. We started the contemporary band in the Gosnell's Core and we started an evening service, you know, all, almost sounds cliche, doesn't it? But um, yeah. And then we went to Fortnightly Cafe Church. Yeah. <laughs> we started cafe full time. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, and nothing wrong if you do cafe. No, food. no, we nothing love it. Wrong at all. Food and music—you can't go wrong. Um, yeah, so there was a little bit of that going on. So what happened was, we, yeah, we had some struggles, and then Andrew's mum actually passed away as well. Um, and that was this all happened within a matter of three, four years, mm. all conjoined together and so it was my dad actually was diagnosed with non-Hodgkinson's lymphoma and at that stage there was incurable and he was given six months to live and um, so this all happened in a period of time which made us really address why we existed, why, what are we here for and um, so. Did, Did it push you? Into it or away from it? Yeah, well, it pushed us into God. Yeah. So it pushed us into God and when we pushed into God, he said, I want you to have the fullest life. And so, and we just love people. Like we love being with people and we want people to blossom and bloom into who God created them to be. And often in this life we get confused by who we are. And so, and because we're born and raised Salvation Army, I, I really believe that that's our tribe. So that's who we belong to. And so... We felt we wanted to do something within that tribe and officership was the way to make that happen. So there was just like a series of events that made us question our existence on what, why and what we're doing. And um, So in a, in a short space of time, yeah. your dad gets cancer. Yeah. Your mum passes away. Yeah. Yeah. And we lose and a few babies. You lose a few babies. Yeah. And we, we resign ourselves to the fact we wouldn't have any babies. So what's interesting about our story is that when we did say yes to officership, you know all those forms you have to fill Just out? a few forms. Just a few forms mm. <laughs> you have to fill out. Well, one of the things is a health check, right, where you've got to get a whole tick off from the doctor. And my doctor made a joke and said, well, let's do the pregnancy test because, like, if that comes positive, you're not going anywhere, but we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> and we both sat there in shock when it was positive and we're like, what is going on? So I conceived naturally with no help at all. Um, and that was affirmation to us that we were on the right path. We had to delay going into college. It was 
um, well, because I was pregnant. So we delayed a year, which again, we see God's timing in mm. that as well. Um, my dad is the first person to be um, in medical books to be uh, in full recovery of um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, just lots of miracles happen when we surrendered our life mm. to God that he just affirmed and said, I got you. You don't have to worry about these things. And it's really hard being away from family when your family um, have illness. So, but I just and trusted you, God. I say this respectfully, mm-hmm. Diane. Yeah. You have a very close family. Yes, I do. Mm. And um, with all that going on, yes. the last thing I would think that you would want to do. Correct. Is to move, yeah. especially away. when we take the only grandchild, the first grandchild that they've waited five years, five years. for, and watched us struggle through IVF. Yep. But we had to because mm. we promised God. Yeah, yeah, we a- promised Him. Andrew, mm. a lot of people say make a list of reasons why they can't fulfil their calling into ministry, um, and mm. a lot of which is, I guess, is a natural thing. You know, yeah. it's uh, well if. We've got this to worry about, this to worry about. And and you can kind of list them off and we've probably all got our own list. Mm. But um, looking back and sort of speaking into people who listen into their lives, what would you say to those that have made a list? Of the reasons why <laughs> they just can't. just all the reasons why can't they can't. Go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess in, in a way I, I was probably one of those people and I had my own list but... Was um, it different to Dyer's? Probably. Mm. Probably a little bit. But... Like I said, we had our own. We owned our own house. We had three cars, a dog, um, our careers. Um, so we had our lives pretty much mapped out. But there was this emptiness still. There was a hole, and um, uh, when we sort of uh, realised that this this was what uh, we've been placed here to do, it was kind of like all those cogs sort of suddenly fitted together, and life made sense. Um, it was quite a surreal kind of moment because it was actually ah now I know what I'm actually here for mm, and um, and this is what I'm I'm meant to do with my life um, and so it was kind of it was kind of uh, I guess uh, a moment of relief but also a moment of oh my gosh what does this entail we so what have I actually signed up for <laughs> my lord yeah. well, we so what does this scared. mean <laughs> um, we had to go back to school like we had to go you know. We had a nine-month-old child. We we were moving away from all our family. We had no family whatsoever. And we were going back into the schooling <clears> environment. <throat> like You couldn't even use a computer. I didn't even know how to use a computer. Like That doesn't <laughs> surprise me. <laughs> now I'm really quite good at it. But um, I, I was really scared. I was like, how am I going to do this? Andrew goes, don't worry, I'll help you because he's actually quite smart. Don't worry, I'll do all your work for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Just go. <laughs> Jeff Webb, that's not true. Come to... Just come to class, no. focus, pay attention. I'll do all the work, be honest. I tell you what, though, God is so good because um, my college life uh, became my family. That I so mm. We had quite a good session, but there was one lady there and I shout out to Jen Mundy who's just, <sighs> she is like Jesus in skin here on earth. She's the yeah, most. She's like Jesus in uniform. Uh, Correct. She's <laughs> just honestly, <laughs> that woman, she's just amazing. And she, like, that's what I find wherever I go, God sends people for what for what you need, mm. and um, if anyone's met Jen, she's just beautiful. She's like a mother hen, and she mm. is the best cook. And um, she was everything I needed in college mm. and more. And so, um, even though 
we were far, God just replaces or it doesn't, not replaces because no one can replace your family, but he adds. I think he adds. Yeah. If if it was different, so this is what? 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago. Yeah. So obviously the way to yep. officership was different then. So it was go to college or well, I think go to college. Was there other alternatives? There were. There were, there were actually. The and, um, we met with our DC at the time. <clears throat> Shout out to Garth McKenzie in New Zealand. Yes. Um, and he, he met with us and, and we talked about the options and that was definitely one of them. But he said, look, honestly for you two. Did he send you out of the state? Is that what happened? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. You, you know what that's about? Any opportunity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you could stay here or you could go. Or you could <laughs> Go. Have we got a program for you? Um, no, but he said, "Look, for you two, um, the best thing is to go and do the, yep. the whole thing." And yeah, and look, I'm I'm glad we did because yeah. um, for two years you get this this special uh, experience and, yeah. and and a formation. Uh, our um, training principal, Carl Schmicky. Oh, yeah. I'd say this is just a valuable time of setting you up for a lifetime of ministry, and it's so true. Um, learning a, lot, a few of the disciplines and stuff that, that have held us in good stead for, for ministry uh, have been so valuable. So We enjoyed college, so yeah. we're good reps for that. We <clears throat> enjoyed college. Um, you know, you learn some boundaries in college and you learn different ways to work, but in general we we found it quite good, didn't we? And we were we yeah, new to working. Melbourne, so we got to look around a you bit. Got to and go on a tram. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were like in Carlton then, so yeah, you did. MCG. <laughs> Isaac cricket. loved it. He was always on the train. Footy. Hanging on the train. Oh, good. Thank you, Peter Ellis. Um, <laughs> so oh, we'll fast forward, otherwise, this will go for seven I know, hours. It will. But you, you go to college, you get commissioned, <laughs> yep. and then you go back. I know, they sent us back. I think we were yeah. too much to handle. Back to the west. <laughs> yeah, but they sent us down south. Further apart. <laughs> down to heart. Albany. Yeah. Yep. So that's down, that's about. So let, let's do a whip around your appointments. Sure. Some, something good, something, some challenge or something. I don't know. From all, Not all of them because that would be too long. But <laughs> you, you went to Albany. Yep. Then. Ellenbrook. 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 Yep, and then. Is that, that's in WA as well? Yes, yeah. yeah. in yep. suburbs. So. And then DYs. Yeah. SA. South Australia. Candidate Secretary here. Yes. And then now here, Golden Grove. Golden Grove. Okay. Have you loved it always? Have we loved it always? No. (laughs) If we're totally honest. (laughs) Has it always loved you? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) We're an acquired taste, so, you know, it's hard Mm -hmm. to swallow sometimes. Yes. No, but I think what it is is it's made our lives richer anyway Mm. Um, because we learn about God more through experience and we learn about ourselves. Mm. And Andrew and I actually really like working together, which is, I know, shocking. <laughs> it's amazing really <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but we do. Uh, but we, we like, don't we? We like, yeah. don't we? Yes. But yes, yes. yes. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> Look at her and nod. <laughs> Andrew's currently fixing his shoelaces. Um but what, what working together? Because you were doing insurance, you're doing hairdressing, which are nothing like each other. So you wouldn't have worked no, together didn't. before. Doesn't mean you're not a good team. But no, what working together? Like even now you're at a core back yeah. in core life. So third I guess, core. Yeah, I guess we recognise that each of us have different skills and abilities, and yeah. that together we we form a team rather than sort of being competitive with each other. Mm. Um, and, and in that way, recognising each other's limits and, and abilities, we so can work better. you just need to know your place. Correct. <laughs> That's right. Well, I do. Thank you. Oh, I do. All right. Let me ask you this then. Um, what is your interest in ministry? And That's a pretty vague question. But you have a passion 
to develop leaders. Mm, it's obvious. Mm. Is that because someone did that for you or because someone didn't do that? I, I'm interested to explore because yeah, we think about ministry in the terms of I'm going to run a call or I'm going to do this. Now, there is like the whole empowering thing and leadership development stuff, which is a clear bent for both of you. So where does it come from and where's it going? I'm not sure. It comes from, I think, um, probably, yeah, it, maybe it does come from people believing in us and, yeah, yeah, I'd say it does. But I actually have this philosophy that I don't actually think God wants to grow his church at all. I think he wants to grow his people and that will grow mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, I just love seeing people come alive. Like, Give me an example. Oh, example. I've got a few. Well, I've got well, one example one. from um, we had a young lady who used to come into our congregation and she'd catch a taxi from the nightclub. She hadn't finished. Oh, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she'll know who she is when she hears this. Um, she, mm. yeah, she would catch the taxi and she just said, like as a journey where she goes, I don't know why I have to be here every Sunday morning no matter where I am. Mm. Um, I have to come. I have to be here. And so we journeyed with her for a couple of years and we helped her out in her family and there was a whole range of issues. Uh, by the time we left that appointment, she was actually our CSS worker and a soldier in the Salvation Army mm. and her life was totally transformed and... Mm. We got a, a girl who's out clubbing all night doing whatever and suddenly she's clean, she's sober, she's working, her life looks different. I know now she owns a house, she has children. You know, her life is transformed mm. because Jesus came in and impacted her and I got to journey with her and watch that happen. I mean, there's nothing better you than that. You play a small part in that and it's yeah. a powerful part. What about you? Yeah, well, I was, I was just been thinking that, you know, I, I really believe what Bill Hybel says about the local church being the hope of the world yeah. and um, developing your people. If you're going to grow anything, you need to develop people because you can't do it all. Um, so it's this idea of, of growing people to grow the mission and the, and the vision, God, our national vision, Matt, mm-hmm. and um, so that we can see that realised and see it come to I fruition. Your, I knew what vision you are talking about. You did? <laughs> That's why you're doodling at the but time. But we've got some really <clears throat> amazing people in our army. That's the thing. Yes. Like, yeah, we do. I, like the core we're at now, I totally love my core. If you see on Facebook, I love all my leaders well, very much. The core is Golden Grove. Yes. In the with my Grovers, where the Grovers are out there. Grovers. Grovers. So where, where's Golden Grove for anyone else who doesn't know where Golden Grove is? Well, don't ask me. I'm not South Australian. North, I don't know where I'm half the time. Northeast. Thank you. What half hour from the city? Well, yeah. you know better than me. Yeah, yes, yeah. About, we are. About We're that. half an hour from the city, not far from Tea Tree Plaza. Yeah. Oh, up on the hill. <laughs> That's up on the hill. The plaza. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out where I am. Um, but they are really amazing, amazing people and mm. they have heart for mission. We just need to release them and empower them. Mm. We don't have to do everything. We just have to mm. empower them. Yeah, I guess that thing about, you know, the CEO has to do everything or the officer has to do everything is 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 totally false. I mean... Uh, we're the body of Christ. We've got to do something. Well, we do some things, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it's the body of Christ. Everyone else has abilities and stuff as well and we need mm. to, to develop them and let them, let them loose. And yeah. um, that way we, we I get more things done. I think if we let go of control, it brings more freedom. And Like if they win, we win. So why wouldn't we want win, to see win. that? We win. If people are listening and in that sort of exploring phase of ministry, in terms of development, like growing people, yeah. What what would you say is a key thing in preparation for ministry? One area 
that you need to grow? Uh, personally, I think you need to figure out who you are because um, when you fully know who you are in Christ, when you fully understand your quirkiness and everything you are, you're not threatened or um, intimidated by anyone else. You just live your own life. Yep. I think that's really, really important in officership because, you know, criticisms come. They they do and I, I'm a, I'm an interesting personality. There's, I'm not really very shy and retiring. Um, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Too nope. <laughs> I'm glad we're not videoing this. But oh. I'm fully who I'm meant to be. And so I mm-hmm. think that's really important because you're not threatened then by your own people. So Because how, how can you love someone if you can't love yourself anyway at first? Like how can you give out of a place that you haven't already explored for yourself? And... So I suggest like even physically, uh, mentally and emotionally, get that all in check before, before you do. I mean, you're never going to be perfect, but at least accept, accept your faults and go, okay, yeah, I'm not good at that, but that's okay, someone else is and, or I, you know, I'm good at this. Or work on it. Yeah, or work on yeah. it or do something, yeah. I think, um, yeah, not being afraid of taking a step, like mm-hmm. officership or stepping into full-time ministry can can seem like such a daunting thing and, and you can your mind can play tricks. You know, I'm not ready, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not qualified enough. Um, and if you listen to that sort of rhetoric running around in your mind all the time, then you can actually talk yourself out of maybe the best thing that God has for your life. And so, not being afraid of of actually stepping forward or stepping up, and knowing full well that if God calls you something to something, He's going to uh, equip you and qualify you for that. Um, because for me, it's been the best thing I've ever done. It's been the hardest thing probably I've ever done. But in terms of um, ticking the box uh, in relation in regards to what my life is about, that's it, been the big one. So, I think everything you do now in your out, if we say outside world, like outside army world, look at it as training for yeah. officership. Like yeah. the amount of times I've relied on the skills that I learned before I even stepped into officership. Like yeah. nothing's wasted on God. So don't mm. think anything's wasted. Our our suffering, you know, with the loss of Andrew's mum, with not having children, with my dad going through cancer, like all those things. And there's like there's a million <laughs> other things I could talk about that God helped to prepare me that felt painful at the time or felt overwhelming at the time or almost felt like barriers to officership Mm. actually have been some of my pillars and strengths through my journey of officership. So, you know, I think that don't, well, someone said to me, you're looking for a neon sign. Don't look for the neon sign. Like God's, God's, sent Jesus, you don't need a neon sign anymore. You just need to follow where God's leading you. And that's what I think. It's not going to be written up in lights. Don't look for that. But certainly Mm. communicate with God and he doesn't waste anything. So use Uh, everything. I guess if you're waiting to be ready or or prepared, then that day will never come. And so it's this sort of uh, reliance or dependence upon upon God. If he's called you to this, Um, you're not going to have all the answers and you're you're definitely not going to feel ready no. Or or, or uh, equipped, but my experience has been is that uh, God has equipped me uh, for everything that He's called me to do, and He continues to do so. And so, um, just take the step. I think God wants obedience, right? Yeah. So I think He can do so much more with someone who's teachable and obedient mm-hmm. than He can do with someone who's knowledgeable and I don't know gifted in that way. But if 
if you're obedient to God, he can do so much more with your life. Any... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ben. (laughs) Any uh, final comments before we finish? I think it's been a good chat. I'm interested in the, I guess, I'll say personal, not turmoil, it might be a bit uh, unfair, but with all that stuff that was happening for you guys to make the decision that you made in the midst of all that, not separate from all that. I think that's kind of a testament to um, to your calling and to where how God, even through all that, God was saying, just come. Yeah. I guess I guess it just helped us clarify what. Wouldn't it have been easier just to stay in Perth? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But I wouldn't be who I am today if I did no. that. Um, right. So for officership for You'd me. You'd be warm. I'd be warm, I know, that would be true. I, I'm praying Brisbane into my life, different. but that's okay. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I am different. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> um, I think, though... I was actually thinking a bit further north, but anyway. <laughs> so rude. Um, I think that the key is, though, um, for me, I never actually could dream that I would be the person I actually am today. I think about who I was well, 17 years ago because you've got college and um, I didn't have much confidence. I suffered from... You wouldn't even read the Bible. I, no, I suffered from anxiety. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't read the Bible publicly. This is why I'm thinking, why the heck would God call me? I can't even do public speaking. Like, Stuff songs. Just... <laughs> and then look, Matt turned up and the world Matt changed. Matt turned up and everything <laughs> changed. percussion skills were so overwhelming. So you were earmarked no. for this role was... even back then. <laughs> this meeting was always going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all those things, I just didn't understand. But um, I've just had so many lovely people come alongside me in my life who've encouraged me to discover my gifts and abilities and grew my confidence and and I just, I'm just fully trusting God in, in every space. And that, I know that sounds cliche, but it really, it yeah, really is well, a testament to what I do. What it is. Well, I can't yeah. explain it any other way. I could not do this out of my own strength. It has to come from the power of God. Any final thoughts? Um, just so I was just thinking as I was talking, I um, just read a really good book recently um, by Craig, Craig Groeschel on divine guidance. So I would definitely recommend that book to anyone. What's that it called, Divine Guidance? Divine Guidance. And if um, someone's sort of contemplating a life of ministry or officership, then I would definitely say go and get your hands on that book or um, audio book or whatever, um, and have a listen because yes. um, there's some good there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you've got a follow up question or a comment, leave it on the Facebook page. And in fact, if you send a uh, a question to Di or Andrew via the Facebook page, we'll give away a couple of copies of that book. Is yes. it Divine Guidance. 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 Craig Rochelle. Craig Rochelle. So um, that'd be good, guys. Thanks very much for taking the time Cheers, no to. Have a chat and look forward. I mean, obviously, we've learned a bit about what has been and what mm. currently is, but more importantly, what is mm. to come for yeah. Golden Grove and for you guys it's and exciting. for you. We're excited. Mm. Boys. We love You're being here. Good. Yeah. And Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> Floyd. <Wow>. Brisbane. <laughs> Floyd. All right. Don't forget you can <laughs> don't forget to subscribe uh, to the iTunes uh, account, which is uh, more about officership. And like I said, leave a comment, Facebook page, first two comments. Uh, we'll send you a copy of the book. Thanks, guys. No worries. Thanks, Thanks. Matt. All right. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. 
The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you? 